is so exciting to be here. So thank you, Pastor Dawn, for having us. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my team who came all this way from Tokoroa. They braved the rain, the, the downpour, and yeah, shout out to them for, for coming all this way. And yeah, um, we've been talking about Ila Manurewa for a long time. I've been telling our worship team. So this is some of our worship team. Unfortunately, some of them couldn't make it, um, but some people joined joined on with us. And um, so we're really excited to be here. I've been telling them about the good things that have been happening here with the worship times. And so we wanted to come up and get inspired and um, just real excited about what's going on so we can go back home and take some of that goodness with us. And then next minute, I know I'm preaching, but... Uh, <laughs> But it is such an honor to be here. Um, I, I just want to give you a small little bit about myself. So I am the, the brand spanking new pastor of Tokoro Elam Church. <laughs> and I am fresh out of, uh, not the boat, I'm fresh out of the Elam Leadership College. So shout out to Pastor Haley, Pastor Julie, Pastor Kaylin, everyone involved in ELC. If you are interning or you're considering internship, I highly, highly recommend it. And Pastor Haley hasn't paid me to say that. You know? <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Being in ministry now, I'm like, wow, that's why I learned what I learned because it helps me over here. So absolutely, if, you go, if you're thinking about it, give it a go. So um, I'm born and bred in Tokoro. And uh, I don't know if it was a thing just in my days, but um, one thing that we used to talk about in, in Tokoro was that it's okay to start off in Tokoro, but you have to get out of Tokoro, right? I, I don't know if, it was, if it's still happening today, but that's definitely what was happening in my days. And um, being the sheep that I was back then, I made sure that I got out of Tokoro. And I moved to Fakatani, and oh my goodness, that is the place to be, you know? That is the place to be. Absolutely loved my six years there. Uh, it's always sunny in Fakatani, whereas Tokoro, it's wet. And uh, everyone's smiling. Everyone's just on this really big uh, vibe. I don't know what it is. Even on Mondays, everyone's so excited. And uh, my plan was to live there for the rest of my life and die there, be buried there, even though I've got no family in Fakatani. Those were my plans, right? I absolutely love my time there. And then all of a sudden, you know, just out of the blue, uh, God, God starts whispering in my ear. And he says, Charlie, I want you to go back to talk at all. I'm like, what? I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> I am not going back to talk at all. I love my life here. But um, so I put up a really good fight with God, a very, very good fight. And um, obviously I lost. Obviously I lost. But uh, after a good dose of humility, I now realize that I've won. Um, I've got an amazing family. My church family are brilliant people. Love them to pieces. Um, and now, before when I looked at Tokoro, before when I looked at Tokoro, it was I seen it like it was a trap, like it was keeping me from the fullness of life that I wanted. But now all I see is potential and opportunities, and it's just so exciting. God is definitely moving in our nation. I'm excited to be a part of. I feel privileged to be a part of Tokoro. Uh, Elam Tokoro, Elam New Zealand, the Church of New Zealand, God is moving and it's just exciting to be a part of it. So one thing that um, I think I learned last year at the Elam Leadership College was that, and Julie was a teacher, so I'm hoping I don't get this wrong, <laughs> uh, 
is um, people people um, make decisions based on different parts of their bodies, I guess. So you might make a decision based on, on head knowledge or heart knowledge or gut knowledge, right? So that can be interpreted as intellect, feelings or emotions or instinct. Within two minutes of Julie teaching this, I was like, I'm a heart thinker, absolutely. Absolutely, I'm a heart thinker because I make decisions from here, which is probably why I've got into a lot of trouble because I haven't been well balanced. But uh, it's out of that place that I want to speak to you tonight. And I've got a message about the heart. And the, the title of my message this evening is Attitudes of the Heart. Yeah? I'm going to pray. Lord, we give you thanks. Father, your word is life to us. And um, God, we're gathered here this evening. And Father, we don't want to leave here with a, a, a warm, fluffy feeling, you know, just a, a, a burst of excitement, God. Father, we want to take hold of your word and apply it into this new week that we're coming into, Father. Lord, we pray for the people who we're going to meet this week. Um, we might bump into someone at the supermarket, whatever. But we pray that we'd be able to pick up this word this evening straight from your heart, apply it into our lives and into our week and into the people who we meet. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So um, I worked in Burger King for, for a very, very long time. Okay, I did 16 years in Burger King. Oh, my goodness, right? Oh, my goodness, 16 years. I loved my job. I hated my job. Um, I started there when I was 15. So as soon as I was legally able to work, I got into work. And um, I was making triple digits, $100, which was like a million to me back then. And because of that, you know, because I was making triple digits, I just wanted to work so hard. And I did. I put everything I had into Burger King. And um, I ended up leaving school. And I was working there full time. I was promoted to management shortly after. And um, I tell you, as a manager, and I'm not lying, I was so passionate about my job that, um, you know, it was a bit unreal. I was very passionate as if the world depended on me to deliver them hot, fresh burgers. You know, I was so, so passionate about my job. Now, one way that I would drive good service, and, and I tell you, mum's here in the congregation, and she works there, so she can tell you that all of this is true. Uh, one way that I would drive fast service was by being organized. Now, that's organized in myself, my team, the restaurant. Everything had to be organized, right? So what I used to do in the kitchen was if you've ever worked at Burger King, you'll know what I'm talking about. You've got a long stainless steel bench, okay? And that's where you prepare the burgers on. And so what I would do was um, I'd go into the kitchen and I'd organize it for my team. Now, you've got like a hundred different sauce bottles, you know, different sauces that go in the burgers. You've got mayo, aioli, um, ketchup, mustard, barbecue, peri-peri, spicy peri-peri, ranch, Caesar, so many. Okay, so in, when you're busy, you've got like a hundred sauce bottles sitting here. And so what I used to do was I used to allocate each sauce bottle a spot on that board. Okay, it made sense to me. It made no sense to anyone else. But to me, it made sense. So say I would put my ketchup bottle here and I'd grab a pencil and I'd mark around it and I'd put a K in the middle. And then right next to it, I'd do the same with the mustard. So when you're making a cheeseburger, you go bun, 
meat patty, cheese, two pickles, ketchup, mustard. You're not hunting for the sauces. They're right there, okay? Now, it made no sense to anyone else, but to me, it made a lot of sense. And I was very intense like that. <laughs> In all of my working stations, I was that intense. You had to be organized because for me, my customers were number one. They were my most important. I was so passionate about them. I wanted them to come in, uh, enjoy their experience, get what they're paying for, plus more. You know, I was so passionate about that. And, um, and that was the attitude that I carried in my heart every day. I'm not lying. That was the attitude that I had there every single day that I walked into Burger King. Like, I'm a man on a mission. I love my customers. They are first and I'm going to do everything that I can for them. That was the attitude that I had in my heart. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. I'm not talking about burgers. I'm not talking about organizing your kitchen. I'm talking about what we store up inside of our hearts, which will determine what we do and how we do them. So I'm sharing from the book of Luke this evening, and I love the scripture very much. It says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now, if you notice, I'll put emphasis on the words stored up in his heart. Now, for me, those words are just as important as the evil and good parts in the scripture because Jesus is trying to tell me something. He's trying to tell you something. And what he's trying to tell us is that your hearts are a place of storage. You know, it's a, it's a place of storage. It's where you can store something for later use. Now, you might ask, what things can I store in there? Well, he answers it right there. You can either store up good things or evil things. You know, and that is powerful information to know. Powerful information to know. So how do good things or evil things get inside of my heart? What if I say to you through your eyes, your ears, your nose, the things you touch through your mouth, what we taste, through our senses, that is how things can get inside of our hearts. That is why I was so passionate at Burger King about what my customers were, were hearing, what they were smelling, what they were seeing. I cared very much about my appearance, how I looked, how my staff looked, my restaurant, and I absolutely cared about what they were tasting because I wanted them to be leaving our restaurant with good things stored up in their hearts. Because if you do that, you come back and you keep paying me, you know? <laughs> so I wanted them to keep coming back. But it's the same thing in the spiritual world too. The things that we see, hear, smell, taste or touch, they have an impact on what you might store up in your heart. Yeah? For example... Um, you might hear, hear of Jesus miraculously healing someone who you love. You might store that up in your heart as something. Or maybe you might see someone get hurt by someone. You know, and this person is someone who you care about. You could store that up in your heart as something evil. So once it enters into our hearts, it does exactly what Scripture says it will, and it will sit in storage. Yeah? But I want to say to you this evening, that whatever you're storing up in your heart is eventually going to come out of your mouth, you know, and that can be a beautiful thing or a not so beautiful thing, depending on what you've been allowing to sit in storage, yeah? Now, some things store really well. 
some things are, are good in storage and the longer they're, they're kept in storage, the better like cheese or wine. You know, the longer you keep them in storage, the better. But some things don't sit. Some things don't keep well in storage, yeah? Imagine someone gives you a fresh fillet of snapper and um, they give it to you and you're like, actually, I'm not hungry right now. I might have it next Wednesday. So I might put it into my pantry cupboard and eat it next Wednesday into my warm pantry cupboard. Can you imagine what that pantry is going to smell like? You know, the smells that you're going to get from when you open that pantry door, it's going to be like a punch in the face, right? So imagine storing a piece of snapper inside of your heart, you know, and allowing it to sit for, <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Sorry, this kind of language makes sense in Tokoro. <laughs> but, you know, imagine storing something like that in your heart for over a week, you know, and then you open your mouth. How unpleasant that is going to be, you know, when you finally let out, let something out and speak. Yeah. I've lost where I am. So attitudes of the heart. That's what we're talking about tonight. And um, it's so important as Jesus followers, but even as people, that we would want to keep our hearts in check. Yeah. You know, wherever you work or if you go to school somewhere, I'm so sure that your boss, your co-workers, your customers would appreciate it if you are releasing good words from a healthy heart storage system. Yeah, I'm sure they would appreciate it that much. So what we're going to do this evening is we're going to look closer at the scripture that I've got up there. And uh, we're going to learn from Jesus as to why he's teaching this, who he's teaching it to. And that's powerful information for us to take in because uh, if you take scripture and you really look into it, you know, and you make it clearer for yourself, then you might be able to apply it into your own life and into your week. Okay, so that's what we're going to do this evening. So Jesus was teaching this verse, and he was teaching it to his disciples, which again is brilliant information because we as Jesus followers are his disciples. So this message applies, is applicable to us. It's relatable to us, you know. And um, so Jesus, he was teaching them, and he was getting his disciples prepared as he was to send them out into the world. And he was sending them out into a world of unbelievers, to the sick, to the demon-possessed, to those who had lost their way in the world. Jesus was sending his disciples out to them. And he was saying to them through this teaching, you are representing your father. And your father loves these people so, so much. So please go out and represent me well by speaking life into these people. I want to read you the two verses that come before the one that I gave you. And Jesus says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. So this picture or this image of fruit trees, Jesus is giving to his disciples, and he's hoping that they might capture this image and keep it in their minds so that as they go out into ministry, they might think of themselves as these fruit trees bearing either good fruit or bad fruit. And being aware of it, they might be um, able to control what is coming out of their mouths. So you see, the words that we speak are like fruit that we speak out into the world. And when we speak them, 
we are, uh, we become recognized and our father becomes recognized by the words that we are releasing out of our mouths. I don't believe, however, that fruit was supposed to be their immediate focus. I don't believe the disciples should be focused immediately on the fruit, but I believe that their focus should be on the tree first. Because out of a healthy tree, they might be able to produce healthy fruit. You know, good things are to come. God has chosen these people. He's appointed them. He's anointed them for this purpose. Yeah. But their primary focus should not be the fruit just yet. So this passage of scripture that we're talking about, you know, it talks about evil things and good things uh, coming out of our mouths. So it would seem like uh, the tongue is responsible for what comes out. You know, it would seem like the tongue is ultimately responsible, but that's not very true. How can the tongue be held accountable for what's coming out of the heart? You know, so Jesus is asking his disciples, do some prep work, get your hearts ready, get your hearts right so that good words will flow out of your mouth. You know, we all have to wake up every day. We all have to make decisions which is going to impact the people around us, the world around us. You know, so by choosing to be aware of what we take into our hearts, we might have better control of what comes out. You know, not being aware of what we allow into our hearts can be very dangerous for our health and for the sake of the others around us. You know, and we live in a world today where, where um, you can easily take in evil things. It's everywhere. And we've got easy access to um, some of the evils in this world, unfortunately. You know, and it's not easy. It's not an easy task for you and I to be able to keep these evil things from entering into our hearts. You know, think about what's happening in your world and the choices that people have to make, the opportunities for evil things to be stored up in their hearts. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Think about the COVID vaccine. You know, so many people have different thoughts and feelings about the COVID vaccine and they're storing these up in their hearts. And as they do that, they're freely allowing what they think to come out of their mouths. You know, and, and we live in a world now where people feel free to just let whatever is there to come out, you know? We live in that kind of world, you know? And sometimes it can be a good thing to share what's in your heart, but are we truly aware of who is listening to us? So it's not easy to control. But what if there were a way that we might be able to capture these words as they enter into our hearts? What if we were able to capture them you know, I tell you, I've only been pastoring for about nine months now. And um, as a pastor, even before as an intern for three years, when I joined ministry almost four years ago, I felt like I had to be very careful with what I let out of my mouth. You know, people were looking to me. You know, I, I, I am a disciple. You are disciples. But I felt the need and the responsibility to be so careful of what I let out of my mouth. I meet so many different people almost every day. You know, and I want to make sure that my words are life for them. They're not bringing them down or tearing them down, but they're lifting them up. You know, I have to be very careful of my words. So what if we all did the same? You know, we want to be so careful of what we allow into our senses before they come out of our mouths. 
Jesus says this. You know, he, he's, he's talking about um, what defiles you. And Jesus says, um, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Probably a totally different context, but the principle is still the same, you know? What you see or what you hear is going to come into your heart and you can let it out of your mouth. But what you take in does not defile you, but what you let out, that will defile you. So we have the choice. We have the choice, friends, to filter out, you know, what it is that is sitting in storage and clean out our storage system so that good fruit will come out of our mouths. You know, and it can be as simple as checking your hearts. You know, going into the, the pantry of your heart and seeing what is in there. If it's good, if it smells good, leave it. It's good. It's okay. But if it smells bad, then it probably needs to go into the trash. But, you know, it can be as simple as checking your hearts and seeing what is sitting, you know, before its unpleasantness exits from your mouth. Prayer or forgiveness can absolutely get that uh, nasty smell out of your heart. Speaking with a trusted person, allowing them into your world to see what's inside the storage system, speaking to them can help get that out as well. You know, you are so, so important to God. And you are so important to the message that he wants to deliver to your world. You know, so we have to, for our Father, check our hearts, make sure that they are in check so that we can deliver his message. You know, when we speak good fruit, we are exposing the kingdom of God to the world. Yeah, that's powerful. We are exposing the kingdom of God when we let these words out of our mouths. Our words have power to bring heaven to earth. You know, something else that I want to say about fruit-bearing trees is that every tree reproduces after itself. You know, if, if um, I were an orange tree, you know, I'm going to reproduce orange trees, yeah? And so it's so important that we want to be good uh, trees that bear good fruit because we will continue to reproduce after ourselves. You know, I love oranges, so I want to keep reproducing oranges, and you want to do the same thing too. So every, every tree reproduces after its nature. And we have an opportunity to build orchards of, of good fruit-bearing trees for the kingdom of God. And God will receive all the glory, you know, and, and everyone will find life who comes to consume this fruit that we are providing them. It's not, it's not as simple as what I've said. It's not as simple as going into the pantry and checking what's there. You know, some of us have heard things that maybe we wish we had never heard. Some of us have seen things that we wish, you know, wished we'd never seen. We've touched things that we wish we had never touched. You know, and those things, those experiences, we have now allowed to store up inside, our, inside of our hearts. And can I say that some of us might be carrying stuff in our storage systems from years and years ago. You know, maybe you're aware of it, maybe you're not. You're carrying something from, from a long time ago because, you know, life just led itself into our hearts. So it's not as simple as checking the pantry cupboard, but those things that we've been allowing to sit in storage, they are affecting the words that are coming out of our mouth. They are affecting 
the lives of your families, your, your co-workers, your neighbors, everyone that you meet, whatever is storing up in here has been affecting so many people. So this evening, I would love to pray um, from here. I'd love to pray with, with any of you for any, any hurt or damaged hearts that have taken a big blow over, over um, you know, a long season of, of hurt. I would love to pray with some of you this evening. And, um, yeah, pray for any damaged hearts that have been carrying heavy loads. Yeah? Father, we give you thanks. Lord. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, you make a way. Even when, you know, we don't see a way, Father, you make a way. And, Lord, you are always working. You know, you're always working for our good. And, Father, you can take, you know, what, what has happened in our lives Father, and you can make something beautiful out of them. In fact, that is how you work. That is your nature, Father, to take what is and, and mold it and shape it into something beautiful. Father, nothing goes to waste with you, God. So, Lord, we just want to take a moment this evening. We just want to take a moment to press into you this evening, God. Father, and I want to pray for any hearts that are sitting out here this evening, any hearts that might have been dealt a, a heavy blow, something has, has come inside and has been sitting in storage for a long time, Father. Lord, I just want to pray for these hearts, God. And Father, we pray for a detox of the Holy Spirit. Father, that you would move this evening. Father, that you would clear out anything that's rotting, any hurt, unforgiveness, whatever, God. We pray that you would move this evening and clear that out, God. And Father, the damage that's been done by whatever that's been sitting, Father, we pray for a healing of these hearts. We pray for a healing of these hearts in Jesus' name. Yes, Father. And Lord, we press into you this evening. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak your word and share your word with the world who is looking for it, Father. Thank you for that honor of being trees in your service. And Father, I do what we... We pray and we thank you for the fruit that is to come, that is already being produced today. And Father, we anticipate um, such beautiful fruit, you know, more fruit coming out in abundance, God. We anticipate orchards of life-giving trees producing the sweetest fruit. And it is all for your glory, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.